that we're doing. So I look at force plate utilization as sort of a dual factor, right? So we can use these dual force plates as a way of potentially determining uh, an athlete's readiness, both from a neuromuscular fatigue standpoint or the readiness to train or compete. And the actual, the second way that we utilize it is the monitoring, the physical adaptation of a training program. So it, it acts almost like an audit for us. Are we strength coaches actually doing the things that we think we're doing? Are we driving the changes, the responses from a physiological standpoint for the changes that we actually want to make. So this brings us to a really good point in the conversation where just that we can have a discussion about some of the parameters that we look at when we're trying to determine state of readiness. And everybody will have their, you know, uh, current flavor of the month of what they might want. You know, things come in and out of vogue and research as well. So uh, whether or not you track these uh, variables or parameters, that that's that's completely up to you, right? And I'd love to have a conversation about what other uh, practitioners internationally is looking at, because I think that might even refine our own process. So from a state of readiness, there's a couple of things that I particularly look at. One of which is not only max power, which is a very easy one, probably the most uh, centric and focused uh, parameter that comes out of the force plates, but I also look at rate of power development. Um, and then what we really do as well is obviously one of the, the great portions and, and functionalities of the force play is that we can create some level of relativity based on what the athletes weighs. So this allows us to, you know, not only be able to look at men and female, but also among the same cohort and uh, let's say men's or women's basketball, that we can now compare athletes of different sizes and structures so that we can start to look at uh, the force production or the max power, peak power that a forward that bangs down low versus a wing versus a point guard or a shooting guard might have. And, you know, if you're around the sports, you you recognize that those body sizes and those structures can, can wildly uh, be different. So we like to look at that and we like to scale it relative to an athlete's body weight. And then we look, in addition to uh, rate of power development, I also like to look at concentric RPD, and which is just a, you know essentially another way of looking at uh, RPD. But and then I also looked like concentric RPD zero to fifty milliseconds, and then concentric RPD fifty to hundred milliseconds, and this gives us a nice little in you know indicator of looking at how the kinematics of a counter movement jump actually changes under the state of fatigue. This allows us to not only recognize, is there a force decrease because of some neurological uh, overtraining or other uh, factor, or is there, while they are producing the force that they do, are they producing it in a, in a slower response? And are they developing that power a little bit slower? And where in that force trace, whether it's zero to 50 or 50 to 100, is it changing? So we can really sort of thin slice that. And while we don't have uh, a mega wave here, right, we can start to look at, um, you know, an athlete's state of readiness, uh, DC potential, uh, HRV, uh, and start to sort of overlay not only HRV changes, um, but, you know, obviously uh, an objective output like a counter movement jump on a force play. And we can start to uh, tease out 
um, trends with our athletes, right? So if we're deploying, you know, subjective wellness questionnaires in the morning, we're recognizing an athlete's is stressed, or they're they're pinging that they're have an increase out of their own deviation norm uh, that might be indicative of increased soreness or pain or uh, mood disturbance. Perhaps they come in and you know in the state of if you know if you are uh, utilizing uh, some type of HRV training or HRV uh, monitoring technology like Omega Wave. Yeah, maybe we we you know go through that analysis and we check. Uh, that state of readiness and those DC potentials. And then perhaps if we start to see a disturbance there, we do a counter movement jump and we actually look at the objective outputs and say, wow, you know, not only your your subjective pointing us in one direction, your two other sort of objectives, both HRV and your physical force profile is also indicative of some type of um, disturbance to your state of readiness. And at that point in time, it's up to the practitioner to say, what do we want to do? What interventions do we want to make in this scenario? So there's a number of different ways of uh, conducting agile periodization, a number of great research articles that have discussed this in much greater depth than a Monday Minutes episode. But you know, you can look at decreasing the intensive exercises in a training session. So I think Mike Boyle spoke at one point in time about periodizing a program in both a high-low methodology, taking the high-intensive type of exercises. So typically you're pulling your lower body dominant exercises and your explosive exercises, putting those on one day and then having a non-intensive uh, or rather a more extensive training session. So which might be your push, uh, horizontal push or vertical push or core stability type prehab exercises. So just think of it, even if you don't periodize in that sort of structure, identifying those intensive exercises, lower body dominant, your pulling patterns and potentially your explosive lifts, trying to say where in this lift can I decrease the intensive exercises and supplement with more extensive or supplement with more recovery rejuvenation type of modalities that may allow them to better recover and, uh, and find another opportunity where they are more recovered, more receptive to actually the training response that you're trying to deliver. So that's that's just a small way that we're looking and we're tracking and trending some of these physical outputs that go into our athlete management system. We get flagged notifications if it's, you know, you know, one or two Z scores uh, different than what their typical norms are. We compute it and we look at some T scores and we end up uh, just tracking the trends of this and, and sort of making strategic uh, decisions based on the physical outputs that we receive, because the idea is to take that information and turn it into actions and to go from insight into action. The second way that we can use force plate technologies is actually auditing the training process, the training program. So if we are working or trying to, let's just say it's a six-week strength phase for a particular athlete, well, there's some things that we would expect that that athlete should be able to um, to output on our force plates. So we also look uh, very similar to potentially Sparta science, right? We look at our eccentric force or load, right? We can also look at uh, our peak force or concentric forces. And so whether it is max power or peak power. And then another one is for us is vertical impulse or concentric impulse. So whether it's load, explode, drive, like we should be anticipating that an athlete can, as they get stronger and more forceful, improve on that uh, that peak power. 
We also like to look at force at zero velocity as a component of training adaptation. So that's another parameter that uh, we heavily weigh and we, you know, our attention are, is on. If we're working on, you know, trying to, let's just say if we're going through block periodization, if that's your, your strategy of why and how you like to uh, periodize your program, if you're going through a power uh, or transformational phase, if you are trying to add explosive power, then perhaps you know looking at takeoff velocity or looking at that sh- that amortization phase or looking at um, the differences between your braking impulse and your propulsive impulse, um, and that could be easily representative as in a you know a braking to propulsive impulse ratio, and taking a look at that and, and tracking that trend uh, or that amortization sort of. Uh, time duration from the moment an athlete is breaking in that eccentric load into the propulsive impulse of that concentric force production. So like anything else, right? If you're familiar with force plate technologies, uh, there's, you know, hundreds of different ways along that force trace uh, that you can look at different, uh, different portions of it. And each of them are important, but I think the biggest thing that we try to recommend is that um, chasing all those rabbits often leads you into a hundred different directions. And sometimes, you know, to cl- uh, cut through the confusion and try to create clarity, some of the things that we might want to do is try to limit options. And that's why it's sometimes, you know, beneficial to just look at load or explode or drive or peak power, r- rate of power development relative to their body weight or looking at different ratios like the breaking to propulsive impulse. Um, and just narrowing down those uh, parameters into your key five to 10 KPIs and just keeping a track on that because it's a, it's a lot easier looking at five to 10 parameters and tracking that consistently than trying to track 115 different uh, slices and dices along that force, uh, force trace. So that's, uh, that's my thoughts on this Monday. And uh, hopefully, as always, you've taken something away from these Monday Minutes. And uh, like I said earlier in the first Monday Minutes episode that we want to kind of publish this. This should just be a, a short, random episode every Monday, just sharing some thoughts anywhere from 5, 10, 15 minutes. Doesn't need to be an incredibly long show, but something that you can listen to on your drive home from work, on your commute, on your walk from one facility to another and try to take something away that you can apply to your practice. And it might be just industry news. It might just be job openings. It might be you know research papers that were things that, conversations that we're recognizing uh, that's going on on Twitter. It doesn't necessarily always need to be impactful and profound. And that's certainly not what I'm trying to uh, convey in these Monday minutes. But I am trying to deliver you guys something that can directly benefit or provide some entertainment or some direct uh, application to your practice, whether you're a strength coach, a physical therapist, a rehabilitation specialist, or whatever. Hopefully there's something within these Monday minutes that you can take away and apply to your own domain. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday Minutes show. I hope you took something away from it. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, 
um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show. Sports science, strength and conditioning, High performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Adam Ringler, and welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show Monday Minutes. It is a brief five to 10 minute episode where we are catching up on everything that is happening in our industry, things we're reading, things we're checking out, things that we are experimenting with, exploring, and it is meant to just be a quick little summary, little tidbits, little breadcrumbs of things that are happening around our strength conditioning and high performance industry. Like always, if you enjoy the show, there's a couple ways that you can support it. The very first thing I would recommend is please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Pop in your email. I promise I won't spam you. And occasionally about once a month, I'll send you an email. It'll be things that I'm reading almost like a monthly recap of these Monday Minute episodes. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I explained to my friends that it is essentially the birch box of newsletters. You don't know what you're gonna get, but you know whatever you receive is gonna be chock full of great information. So head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Hey everybody, welcome to the minutes. 
Like I said in the intro, I'm your host, Adam Ringler, and let's get into it. Let's discuss what are some of the current events in strength and conditioning right now in our industry. One of the responses from last week's Monday Minutes that I received in Instagram and Twitter and elsewhere was the question about how we are utilizing force plate technology and force analysis into the actual individual prescription of our athletes. And that's something that I'm obviously very passionate about. I wouldn't have spoke about it on Monday Minutes last week, but I thought maybe we would go and do a deep dive into force analysis and the things that we find important, what we're looking at, and um, and maybe how we're actually using that to drive individual change for our student athletes. So the if, if you haven't checked out uh, last week's episode, number one, start there. I think that would be the first point that you actually would want to listen to, some of the changes uh, from a programming standpoint of what we're doing, the individualization for corrective strategies based on uh, a key number of parameters off of the force plates, the dual force plates, AMTI plates that we have. Uh, in conjunction of using those technologies, we are also using some VOD performance tech, uh, both the uh, groin bar and the Nord board. And we're prescribing some individual corrective exercises based on the asymmetries and strength deficits that we see on that. But this episode, this Monday minutes is going to be the discussion surrounding force plates. Um, I think we had a, a very high level 30,000 foot uh, view uh, discussion about, hey, if there's a couple areas in uh, those numbers, how are we utilizing that to drive actionable change? So over the last week or so, I've had conversations with a number of different strength coaches across the country and actually internationally to discuss some of the things